Hello, and welcome to Heaven's Point of View with BJ. We pray that you are blessed by today's program. And now, here's BJ. Lord, I thank you this morning for everything, Lord. I thank you that we were able to get up this morning and that you blessed us with breath in our lungs today. Lord, and as we get into this word, Lord, I ask that you would bless it, that you would give clarity, that you would um, help those that need this word be able to take it in and apply it to their life, Father. I thank you that you will give me the exact words to speak today and that everything will be done as you would have it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, today I'm going to read from Psalms uh, 130, starting with verse 5. All right, and um, if somebody could type that into the comments, that way those that missed what uh, passage we're reading from, I get that question a lot. Uh, Where were you at? (laughs) So it's Psalms 130, um, starting at verse 5. I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. I wait for the Lord more than the watchmen wait for the morning, more than the watchmen wait for the morning. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. Now we know that um, from reading through the word that, you know, Israel was always waiting on the Lord for things. Uh, They would be with the Lord and then they would stray away and do their own thing. And, you know, they were always waiting on that next promise uh, to come forth. And uh, such as when, you know, they were waiting for Moses to, come and and deliver Israel from Egypt. And, uh, you know, that was a long wait. I believe that Bible says it was 400 years that they waited for the Redeemer to come. Um, We waited for the promise of Jesus Christ's birth. You know, there was always some type of waiting in the Bible. So what I like about this passage is in verse 5. He repeats himself. And then again, it's verse six. He repeats himself. And, you know, it's it's like when you repeat something, you're trying to hammer in a point. And whether he's trying to hammer in that point to himself or to those that are reading, um, I don't know. But I, I love the fact that he repeated that. He said, I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. I mean, everything within him was ready, was waiting for God to come and answer the need that he had. And he says it again. Uh, and he says, uh, and, I, and in his word, I put my hope. And then in verse six, he says, I wait for the Lord. So he repeated that. He repeated, I wait for the Lord. I wait for the Lord. He wants you to know he is anticipating God coming. He is looking, he is watching, he is waiting. And a lot of times we say that we're waiting on God to do something and actually we're just avoiding stuff. (laughs) 
we're just avoiding it. You know, we just don't want to deal with it. So yeah, well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. Just waiting on the Lord to come through. Just waiting for the Lord to do this. Just waiting for the Lord to do that. And waiting from what I understand of the word, in, in the word, in the Bible, the word wait is actually an action word. It's something that you are actively doing. You're not laying back. You're not, you know, just kind of twiddling your thumbs, you know, okay, God, when's that going to happen? No, you're anticipating, you're actively in a position of knowing that God is going to come through on this promise. It's just a matter of when. It's kind of like the um, 10 versions in the Bible. They were waiting for the bridegroom to come. Uh, the ones that were smart, they had their lamps trimmed. They had the oil. They were in in anticipation, waiting for the bridegroom to come. While the other five virgins, they just, you know, they kind of piddled around and they they probably were doing their nails, talking and chatting, but they didn't take care of the priorities. They didn't have their lamp ready. They didn't have it trimmed. They didn't have the oil. And then when it was time for the bridegroom to come, what happened? They missed out on their opportunity because they were not waiting in anticipation. So we have to be ready. We have to know that whatever it is that you're waiting uh, for God to do, let's wait with anticipation. Let's wait with our whole entire being. Now that could also mean that he was so under overwhelmed and, and under stress that, you know, his whole being was just like, please Lord come, please Lord hurry, you know, but still there was that anticipation, knowing faith in faith, knowing that God was going to take care of it. So verse five, again, I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits. And in his word, I put my hope. He didn't have his hope in, you know, his government coming to his rescue, his mama, his daddy coming to his rescue, the preacher on television coming to his rescue. No, his hope was in the Lord. And so the word of God has the words of hope that you need. There's plenty of it in there. And so all you have to do is say, okay, Lord, I need a word from you to help me to wait on you with anticipation, with hope and, and faith, knowing that you're going to come through. And God will give you that word. He will bring a word to you. He has done it in my life so many times. It's been amazing <laughs> how he's just given me the right word at the right time to help me to stand strong and in faith, believing and waiting for his promise to come through. In verse six, it says, I wait for the Lord. He said it again, more than the watchmen wait for the morning. And then he says that again. More than the watchmen wait for the morning. You know, the watchman had to stand on the wall and he couldn't watch with his eyes closed, right? He couldn't watch sitting down on his iPhone playing Candy Crush or mine is Angry Birds. <laughs> he, you know, that's, that's not how the watchman watched. The watchman was on the wall. 
and he was walking back and forth and he was looking this way. He was looking this way. He was looking down. He was looking all over to make sure that danger wasn't coming. He was watching and he was also watching for that morning light to come because when that morning light would come, he would know for one, they had made it through the night without an attack and his shift would be over. It would be time for the next person to come. And so he would watch and he would pay attention and he was alert. He was being very um, active in his waiting for the morning. He had to be active in his waiting for the morning. So uh, the psalmist says, I wait for the Lord more than the watchman wait for the morning, more than the watchman wait for the morning. He is waiting on God's promise and he is in anticipation for that to happen. Verse seven, it says, Israel, put your hope in the Lord. He's telling Israel, do as I'm doing. Put your hope in the Lord. God's going to take care of this. Don't worry. Don't doubt. Don't struggle. Let God handle it. Know that when it comes through, it's going to come through in his time. And his time is always perfect. I know we think that our time is perfect. <laughs> you know, when I was waiting, you know, for God to take care of the bills, um, I was raising three children by myself and my home was, you know, going up for um, foreclosure and I was stressing out and I was like, God, why aren't you doing it now? It should be done now. Why are you waiting so long to come through for me? And you know what? God came through. He did. He performed the miracle I needed, but he did it in his timing because he had to teach me some things along the way. I had some things to learn. I had to know that God had my life and my children's lives in his hands. And I had to have faith and hope and believe that if God gave me this house, he was not going to allow it to be lost. And so God took care of that, but I had to wait and I had to wait in anticipation, not in fear, not in doubt, but in anticipation, in hope, knowing that God was going to take care of it. And he did. So the psalmist says, Israel, put your hope in the Lord. For with the Lord is unfailing love. Our father loves us. And he wants good things for us. He, he said he didn't give us, if we asked for bread, he wasn't going to give us a serpent. He wasn't going to give us something bad. God wants us to succeed. He wants us to be able to move forward. But he also knows that there are things that sometimes we have to learn along the way, things that we have to learn in the process of serving him. And so we know that whatever situation that we're waiting in, um, we know that God's unfailing love is involved in that and that he is dealing with us or he is dealing with others because of what we're going through. Sometimes we're going through something for somebody else, somebody totally different that we don't even know that God's working on that person that's watching us go through our trial and God's bringing them into the kingdom because we're going through something. And if we are waiting on God in the right attitude, in the right form, in the right way, we have no idea, but there might be somebody that's on the outskirts, somebody in your job, somebody at your, in your family that is watching 
that's watching you, waiting for you to fail, <laughs> waiting for you to say, you know, as as uh, Job's wife said, curse God and die. <laughs> They're waiting for you to do that. But when they see you push through, just as Job pushed through and Job believed in his God, he said, even if God doesn't do it, I will still serve him. And as those people watch you, they realize there's something different. There's something real in their life. And God is using you in your situation and your, your, your active waitingness on God waitingness. I don't know if that's a real word, but you know what I mean? <laughs> God is using that to touch other people. You, you just don't know what God's purpose is, but in faith, believing we have to stand on that. So Israel, put your hope, whoever you are, Julie, Joan, Donald, Connie, whoever you are, put your faith in God. Put your hope in the Lord for the Lord is unfailing love and with him is full redemption. He will redeem you. He will redeem your situation. He will redeem you in whatever capacity, whatever way that he needs to do it. He will do it in his time for his purpose when he's ready. <laughs> and I know that song says, he's an on time God. Oh, yes, he is. You know, we sing it. <clears throat> a lot of times we think God's not quite on time. <laughs> Sometimes I think God's really, 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 really late. And then I look back and I see, you know what? No, God was just on time. He was right on time for my situation. And so, yes, he's an on-time God. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, on-time God. Oh, yes, he is. He may not come when we want him, but he'll be there right on time. Because he's an on-time God. Yes, he is. So today... Be as those in the Bible that, whose examples we had. You had David, his promise to be king. He didn't become king when he was, you know, 13, 14, 15 years old when he got that promise. No, he was a lot older. It took many years, a lot of struggles, a lot of trials before he became king. Noah, it took many years before the rain came. It took time to get that boat built. He preached to the people. It took time. But the promise of rain came. Uh, Joseph, the promise that he received in the dream as a kid, it took many years before that promise. He went, you know, from a pit into a prison before he got to that palace. So he had to wait. There is Job, the promise of his health being restored. He had to wait. Sarah, the promise of a son. You know, she thought, oh, God's not coming through. So maybe I need to help fix this. Maybe God meant for this to happen. And so she tried to get involved. And we do that a lot. We try to <laughs> we try to help God along. Let's not do that. Let's step back and say, God's going to do it in his time. Um, Abraham, the promise of a nation, uh, a seed that was going to cover the world, the earth. And it took time and it's still happening. That promise is still being um, revealed even now. And then there was Rahab, the promise of deliverance. She had to wait. She had to have hope and believe that the man of God who told her that they would deliver her was going to stand on his word 
and was going to rescue her and her family. So know that God is going to see you through. Remain faithful. Remain faithful in prayer. Remain faithful in hope. Remain faithful in believing God that he is going to take care of that situation because God said he will. And if God says it, then he's going to do it. Amen. We can bank on that. <laughs> we can put our money on that, that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. So if it's in his word, we know that for one thing, if it's his word, that promise is going to come forth in his way, in his time. So let's make sure that we are waiting according to the word as well, that we are lined up with the things of God. God's not going to give you the wife of, <laughs> of another man or a husband of another woman. So you can just chalk that one up. No, that one ain't happening. <laughs> That's not happening. Okay. So we, we're not going to covet our neighbor's goods and expect God to bless that. No. So we want to be in God's word. We want to make sure we are lined up according to his word as we believe him for whatever it is that you're waiting for. So if you're waiting for deliverance, from a situation, uh, maybe in a job where where there it's a hostile environment and they don't um, like you because you're a Christian, you know, or the, um, there's a family situation where you know lost loved ones or broken relationships, um, your health, whatever it is. Let's wait with anticipation, looking ready waiting in a, in a position of anticipation that God's going to come through. Just like the watchman on the wall, looking, searching. Where's it at? Where's it at, Lord? I know your answer's coming. Is it, is that, uh, is that the answer coming down that way? Is that, it? is that you, God? Watch him with anticipation, in faith, hope, believing, knowing that your God is doing it in his love and he will redeem you. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this word and I ask that it will go forth and, and that the people can take what, um, what they've heard today and that my friends will apply to their lives and that it encourages them and they can encourage others. Father, I pray for those that are in those hard situations. Maybe they're in a work situation that they feel like they just can't take another day. Lord, I ask that you would give them strength and that you would give them the opportunity to witness and to be a light in that place, Father, that somehow that they will realize that all the things that they have gone through on this job is all because you are trying to reach someone else that is around them, Lord. Father God, give them that hope and that strength to stand strong and to, to look in the eye of the enemy with a smile, knowing that your, their life is in your hands, Father. Father God, those that are dealing with financial problems and they're waiting for that financial breakthrough, Lord, help them to stand strong, looking, searching, waiting for your answer to come through in your time, in your way. And Lord, help them to be lined up to your word in accordance to your, your word as far as giving and tithing so that they know that they are doing everything that you've asked them to do and you will perform what you said you will do in your time, Lord. 
Father, those that are waiting on that healing, Father, Lord, I ask that you would sustain them in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the struggle. And Lord, that the light and the glory that is on them will continue to minister to those that are around them, their doctors, their nurses, the technicians, anyone that is around them that is lost. Let them see Jesus in the midst of their pain and in their struggle. Let them be a witness for you, Father God. We know that nothing that we go through is in vain, that there's a purpose and there's a plan because you have provided a plan for each and every person. And Lord, you haven't thrown the plan away just because we're going through something, just because we're struggling on something. No, there's a plan within the pain. And Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, I thank you that you're bringing in those lost children, those that are out there in the world that have been raised to know the word of God, to know the gospel, those that are addicted to drugs, that are, that are out there living in sin. Father, I ask that you would send laborers out to them to bring them back to you, Father. Lord, I thank you that you're doing that. And Lord, I thank you for this day that you have blessed us with breath in our lungs. And I ask that you would use us today. Give us an opportunity to minister to someone on your behalf. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more information about BJ Ministries, you can go to www.bjministries.com. We look forward to being with you again next week.